It's episode 136 of the Auto What podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Robert Trell and Keegan On. And we're sitting here with the founder of Nora Swimwear, Ashley Lemon. How's it going, Ashley? It's going good. I've had quite a day. As quite you can a day? See. Yeah, I'm a little bit still getting into the mix of things, kind of still jet lagged. What was travels. the highlight of your day today? Uh, the highlight. And low light. Don't you don't need to get into low light. <laughs> the highlight was probably picking up a new flavor cereal, strawberry flavored. Okay. It's hard for us gluten free folk to find ah, yes, of course. cereal. So strawberry flavor was a big win for me. Okay. Um low of the day was probably me deciding not to put uh, sweetener in my coffee this morning. Oh. Big regrets. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. It changes your whole day. It does. That's, that's <laughs> a shame. So uh, we did not know that you have a, a gluten allergy. Mm -hmm. is it? Yeah, yeah, but we have beer in front of us. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't have to drink it because we don't want you to get sick. You can smell it. Uh, if you want, I don't know if it'll if help it's anything. Pumpkin, it's pumpkin, right? It's yeah. pumpkin. I might yeah. have to take a sniff. Okay, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, Rob, what are we drinking? Uh, this is a beer from Big Rig Brewery, and it's their, like I said, pumpkin flavored. Uh, I guess it's probably their seasonal pumpkin beer. It's pumpkin porter called Tales from the Patch. Okay. So I am, uh, I'm somebody who often hates pumpkin beer. I think the only, one of the few pumpkin beer that I like is Clock Tower's pumpkin beer. But this is actually a very good, smooth, and well-balanced pumpkin. Wow. So I, I'm i giving this thumbs up for their, uh, from Amon back here. Wow. <laughs> what do you I think, Keith? I don't think I've had a pumpkin uh, stout, oh, sorry, porter before, yeah. which is, uh, it seems to be a natural um, fit. You know, you see a lot of pumpkin ales, and they're, they're very hoppy, and, and I think some of the pumpkin gets lost. But this yeah. is nice. It's pumpkin-y. It's clovey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I huh. like it. Wow. This this surprised me. Like we've had, we've tried, how not Halloween themed, but like fall themed beers with pumpkin yep. in it. This one, it describes how it, it, it the last second last line of this um, little description, it's like home pumpkin pie with whipped cream. And honestly, that is what it tastes like. It tastes yeah. like pumpkin pie. And it's spiced pumpkin, right? Sounds delicious. Yeah, it does. You guys absolutely. are making me really jealous. <laughs> like uh, 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 well, so, so being... You no, know, well, so having a gluten allergy, do you drink any? Like, do, like, do you even make the effort to do the gluten-free beer, or do you just? Avoid I do it? from okay. time to time. I'm just naturally not really a beer drinker now, I guess. That helps. Um, okay. But from time to time, I think there's Gutenberg. It's a pretty oh, good yes. one. Celia is the best, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, there's the there's best. a recommendation for gluten-free. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yes. So we'll be well. Uh, uh, Three of the four of us will be yeah. drinking this over the episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, so sort of jumping into. Your story, Ashley, um, I find it fascinating. Like you, you're, you're, how old are you now? 22. You're 22, but you have a successful swimwear business. And I want to get to everything that sort of led to that. But, but first, yeah, how did you start out? Like, or, or, or sort of, how did you get to where you are? So where are you from? And, 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 and where did that go? Well, I'm a proud East Coaster. An East Coaster. I'm from Fredericton and, um, that's where I spent most of my life. I was born in Bermuda and I spent the first seven years of my life there. So oh, I'm oh. naturally inclined to just be in more in my element in warm weather in a swimsuit on a beach. That's just, that's me. Okay. Um, so I attended University of New Brunswick yep. and I did a marketing major there in business. Yep. In my last year, I fast tracked it. I wanted to like, just get out of there. I was like a road duster. I was like, just get me out of here. <laughs> I need to move abroad and have, you know, a taste of a life outside of Fredericton. Yep. 
Um, so I studied all year long, finished early, moved to London, England. And all of a sudden I had all this time on my hands. Most people don't tell you when you graduate, it's not going to be like the rainbows and sunshine that you think it's going to be. It's actually like this time where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the next 50 years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had some time to think and I read a book, Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso. Yes. Heard of it? Yeah. 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 So I read that and it kind of made me realize that I had all the tools that I needed to start my own business. Like I always thought, Oh, I need another degree or I need, you know, this much more training. I need to go work here. I need to go work there. Um, but it made me, it made me open my eyes up to the fact that, uh, I had built enough experience over the years that like, even though I'd be kind of going into it blind in some ways that I was a lot more capable than I thought. Okay. So I started to sketch out some somewhere. Most people ask me like, why'd you start with somewhere? You know, why not just like, regular clothing. Mm, absolutely. I was the go-to friend. Like I was always the friend that my friends would come to and be like, Hey, like what's in this year? Like I was the first one to discover the underwire Victoria's secret suits, you know, sure. I, was, <laughs> I was that girl. So it was pretty natural for me to just start off with somewhere, got some stuff down on paper, wrote a business plan. And then I got a job in London. So that kind of took my focus away from it for a little bit. I was working at a marketing agency there. Oh, okay. Uh, but then I came back to it and I pitched it to my dad. He's yep. an entrepreneur too. Sure. And the idea began. I okay. went from there. Awesome. And, and was this always sort of intended to be just a, a general swimwear thing or did it have a certain focus or? Well, the big thing that kind of delayed things in the beginning was when I wrote this business plan and presented it to my dad, he said like, what is it? Like, what is it about Nora Swimwear that's different than what's out there? Sure. And that was a really hard question for me to answer. It took me a long time to figure that out. Okay. I sat on it for a couple months and I thought, well, I know that I grew up with a lot of girls that, although like we're all friends now, it was really competitive. It was really nasty. It was really the jealousy, you know, and we didn't really like empower one another. We didn't lift each other up. We, We were more tearing each other down than lifting each other up. So I wanted to do that for others. I wanted to lift other people up. I wanted to give them like that confident feeling when they got the suit that like made them feel amazing. Cause I know that I've been collecting those kind of suits over the years and I know what it did for me and I wanted to do that for other people. Okay. So, and, and that's sort of how you directed. Yeah. Everything. Once I like it, once I got that, it just, everything clicked and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to launch a collection. I'm going to try and get it out before summer. Right. And so I launched it in Fredericton. I went back for my ceremony graduation. I felt like I needed to, you know, pause for a minute and be like, oh, wait, I should probably take in this whole graduating thing. So I went back, (laughs) I went to the ceremony, I launched the uh, collection and it took off a bit more than I anticipated. Um, So that led to an interesting summer and fall for the rest of the year. Last year, actually feels like forever ago. Uh, It was last year? Yeah, I launched the company. Um, my first collection went for sale in May 2016. Okay, oh, that's I, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was as as new as it was. So, so how like? But it's so, 2017, right? It's 20. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it absolutely. I is. thought it was 2018. Yesterday. I like Yikes. my yeah. yeah. Uh, the city won't let me forget that it's 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> um, so okay. So you you talked about it taking off. What 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 did that entail? How did it take off? How big did it get? As you know, I had a you- lot of supporters from Fredericton, people that I'd grown up with, people that knew me from teams that I played on or the dance. You know, I used to be part of a dance group and 
their family and their friends. Sure. And I held a pop-up. Um, so the same time I launched my online store, I partnered up with a store in Fredericton, good friend of mine, Katie Boyce. Okay. And we put on this big um, pop-up event to launch the collection and it was packed all day. I was never not wow. busy and... I managed to break even within the first three days of like, you know, launching the collection. So that's what I mean by like, it, it took off more than I expected it to. That's not to say that I didn't like hustle for the rest of of the summer to keep those sales going, but, um, it just was really nice to see my city, I guess, stand behind me and support me. Absolutely. And, And where did you go from there? Well, I went back to London yeah. and I went back, oh, to work. back to work. Oh, is that right? Eh? Yeah. I went back to work. My dearest mother was shipping the swimsuits from Fredericton all summer long because I was in the UK working full time. And although I could have still found time to probably ship those swimsuits, it just didn't make sense shipping them overseas when all my customers were really essentially from Canada and the U S right, right. Um, it was getting so bad. She was having to take days off work to ship swimsuits. So that's when I was like, okay, like I need to really start thinking seriously about putting this, like what I thought was my marketing career on hold to come back to Canada. So that's what I did. I came back to Canada at beginning of September last year. And it was a really hard decision for me at the time. Like I left my boyfriend there. He stayed there until the end of the year. We had a really great apartment. I'd just been promoted at my work. I loved the people that I worked with. Like they were my family. They made the whole London experience for me. Right. So it was, it was a really bittersweet move for me coming back to Canada. It was like, yeah, I get to take on my dream job, but I'm also leaving something. Yeah. Well, a lot of things behind. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's something else. And, and so, so in September, uh, you know, how did your approach change? I like went into the biggest grind of my life. I thought that university was the biggest grind of my life. That was like blown (laughs) out of the water with what I did with last fall. Um, I was working 60 plus hours on creating the collection that I launched this year um, in January. So I spent like four months just like at my desk, like figuring out what I wanted to put out there. Like, for example, I came out with only four swimsuits in my first collection. This year I came out with like, I think there were, ended up being 15 or 16 in the end. Oh, so like I, you know, I increased what I was putting out there, but I wanted them to be still really well thought out. And that was the important part for me. It was like, don't just throw out swimsuits. Like you got to stick to what's important to you. And that's like making sure each suit is going to look good on a variety of different body types and like be that suit for someone. Right. So, yeah. I. So, so, so walk us through the, the process of designing a suit. Like, like what, what, what kind of time do you put in? What, what, what kind of thoughts go through your mind, you know, to, to either make things different. I don't want to give it, you know, don't give your yeah, secrets. No, it's, well, it's, it's just funny that you asked that because, um, I definitely am more aware of like how much of a creative person I am now. Like I didn't realize I had this in me. Like I'll go into like a full blown, like hiatus of just like studying this inspiration that I have for a collection. Sure. Um, for example, the new collection that's launching next year is inspired by the 70s. Okay. I was like just looking at photos of like the 70s and campaigns and anything that was 70s related so much that I literally got a 70s fringe. <laughs> like I was obsessed with the 70s. I, I became like immersed in it. Um, so start to finish, gosh, it could take me anywhere from like two months to like a year to design a collection, depending on, you know, depending on how many suits there are and depending on how long I want to 
spend making sure that those like are the designs. Cause I don't want to put anything out there that I'm not like truly obsessed with. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the collection that's coming out next year that took me about four months okay. to make. Um, and when I say make, I mean like ideas, collecting ideas and inspiration and then putting it down on paper and then having a sample made by my manufacturer, shipping that sample to me, me checking that over, me fitting it, me shooting it, and then having it ready for bulk production. Right. Hmm. Wow. Okay. This is so obvious. I I mean, it was obvious that a lot went into it. It's just, that's, that's intense. And it sounds like a lot of work. What kind of team do you work with? Like you were talking about like shooting stuff and design. Like, is that all of you? Um, it's, it's been a transition, I guess, um, to answer that question. I started out this year, like I said, launching this new SS 17 collection. I took a team with me down to Bermuda. I had a good friend who's a photographer shoot the lookbook and I had a friend model. Um, and then I had a full-time employee at the time also come down and help. Uh, after that, absolutely loved the photos, Mm -hmm. but I made a promise to myself that I would let myself have a go at shooting the lookbook myself and like just making the whole thing myself. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to have a hand in every part of it. So the lookbook that I shot this year in Miami, I did the hair, I did the makeup, I did the styling, I shot and I edited. So like the whole thing is just like a product of my work. And Although I absolutely love and respect photographers and I'll probably hire like, you know, some down the road, it's given me like a whole new outlook on making a collection. Like it's, it feels more of a product of me. Right. Mm. Is that something you've done before, like with photography or, or was that something you kind of learned yourself as you went along and. and I studied business in school, so I wasn't taught how to use a camera, but I, I, in my spare time. Yeah. So I I was, I was the kid who like, whose favorite toy was a video camera growing up. Like I would make home videos and I would take photos and that was my, that was my thing. So Uh, as I got older, I took a few, uh, photography courses at the craft college in Fredericton. Um, I never really did much with it. We just took some Facebook photos, sure, like, yeah. you know, but, uh, I've learned more and more over the years and I'm still definitely not a pro, but it's, it's getting there. It's sure. getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Uh, and so, so just a week ago you were in LA. Yeah. So you clearly travel to for for business as well. Now is it just, is is that for the photo shoots or is that for more? This year's been nuts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> since, since moving to Ottawa, I actually don't think I've been home for more than like ten days at a time. Is that right? Eh? Uh, there's just been quick trips to Montreal and Toronto. I love being closer sure. to Montreal and Toronto. It's like yes. such a blessing. Um, so the trips could be anything from meeting with a store like a buyer. Yep to photo shoots, uh, to doing interviews. So usually I'm the one doing the interviewing. I interview (sighs) girls, uh, for the Nora girls blog. So I just feature women around the world doing cool things that deserve to have a platform to talk about it on. Cool. Really? So that's one of the things I was doing in LA. I was interviewing, uh, a girl named Steffi. She's the founder of Lily clasp jewelry line. It's like amazing. It's like all the goals. But, uh, so I, I did a video interview with her and I also did a photo shoot with, uh, one of our brand ambassadors, Raquel. She is on the show Vanderpump rules on E. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and sorry, you, you posted on your blog just to showcase, uh, just different 
uh, and, and normally or always women? Uh, yeah, women. women. Um, okay, yeah. No hate to the boys. No, no, I just, uh, I use that platform to primarily uh, promote women and what they're doing with their lives, whether it just be, you know, themselves blogging or modeling or like they could be even, you know, studying sciences and raising money for a project. Like I, absolutely, I want to give them a platform. So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And, and you also, uh, so you mentioned or, or, or at least put in your uh, uh, pre-interview that you were talking about, you were talking about how you're passionate about helping women start their own businesses as well. So not just showcasing, but helping people start, which is interesting. So, so, you know, what, 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 what kind of, what, what does that mean to you? I suppose. I, I just know that I was lucky. I was fortunate. Okay. Uh, my parents gave me a small loan to start out my business. That's how I created my first collection but there's a lot of people out there that might not have that opportunity. Yeah. And I know that after that first initial loan, I struggled to get more, you know, more capital. Like it is one of the biggest struggles any entrepreneur face yeah. faces. Uh, so I want to help change that essentially. So what I was doing up until about a couple months ago is a portion from every sale was being donated to Finca. It's um, the foundation for international community assistance. Okay. And so they give micro loans to women in third world countries so that they can start their own businesses. Interesting. Uh, I'm changing that, changing the gears a little bit okay. more for the new year. Um, I haven't really fully released the details yet, but Fine. maybe this is a good place to say it. Um, I'm launching what's going to be called the Nora girls fund. So oh. twice a year, um, there'll be a girl that's chosen who will receive like a small bursary from Norris when towards anything that they might need it for. So I'll be ta taking applications year round and they can apply for anything that they feel like really passionate about, whether it be starting their own business or whether they just need money for research they want to do on stem cells or something, sure. you know, it could be, it could be anything. Wow. That's, 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 that's a great initiative. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that leads me to my next question. When do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm a huge, like I'm obsessed with sleep. Like sleep okay. is very important to me. Sure. So if other things have to be like, you know, take a hit, it's fine. I will get my 10 hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Kind of like a sloth. So you get some time <laughs> yeah. to sleep. Oh, there. I guess so. Yeah. There, yeah, there would have to be. Uh, so with that, we'll give you a bit of a break. Uh, Keegan, uh, jump to a segment. What, uh, what's classic Ottawa? Classic Ottawa is our news segment where we tell the world what is going on in Ottawa. You know what I think you should do, Amon? I should write this out or introduce it for him. Well, right? yes, you, I think you should introduce it I for should, him. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll do Tell it. the world what's going on. <laughs> That's catchy. If not misleading, it might be misleading. <laughs> a local historian has published a book that features stories of old Ottawa landmarks. Lost Ottawa is also full of pictures of trolleys, rails, and a smoke monster. <laughs> Uh, okay. The, the Sens beat the Leafs last Saturday, but the real battle was in the stands after fans started fighting. When police investigated the issue, fans claimed they were trying to hug with their fists. <laughs> Sounds like Ottawa. Yeah. Mm. Do you watch hockey, Ashley? Not by choice. Not by <laughs> choice either. I am also forced to watch hockey. Well, you forced yourself to watch hockey. Yeah, well, how, how are you watching hockey not by choice? I'm just like... I mean, I, I like watching hockey in person, yeah, but like yeah. on television, I'm just, I don't get into it. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So you haven't seen any like fights in the stands or anything? <laughs> I'm not into the fighting thing either. No, no. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, an Ottawa non uh, nonprofit is working with Facebook to help safeguard future Canadian elections from hacking. Facebook recently released a cyber hygiene guide aimed at helping governments spot fake news, report data breaches, and floss their RAM. <laughs> I'm not a computer guy. No, <laughs> clearly. Sounds made up. Ottawa has officially submitted its bid for Amazon's second headquarters. The pitch placed much of its focus on the underdeveloped Le Breton Flats site. Upon hearing the news, Sen's owner, Eugene Melnick, threatened to change the team's name to the Ottawa Googlers. <laughs> that, that, that is kind of weird, eh? Like, I, th I, thought, he, I thought the uh, Sen's won that bid. Yeah, I, I'm very confused by the whole Le Breton thing because it did, like, I feel like there were two rounds of competition that were the, described. There were. And nothing happened from the first that I knew of. And then the second one, it was the Sen's, the kid, he was going to develop it. Right. But now they're still ongoing <laughs> apparently it's a big area maybe yeah it'll be i guess thing. maybe yeah. things can be two things i guess ashley thoughts on the le breton uh, redevelopment or have you been keeping up to date with it i don't even know where that is perfect we you know blues, <laughs> blues fest or in that area you know they're they're uh they're gonna pave over blues fest i have heard a, a bit about this like whole yeah. amazon thing though that right. would be what are your yeah, thoughts yeah. Do, you, do you think we have a chance um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i do okay. i mean uh, capital of canada that's true yeah, yeah, like, that's good yeah. You know, there's there's big tech companies already here. It wouldn't be yeah. like they wouldn't blow everything out of the water, but absolutely. Yeah, they, they'd be good addition. Yeah, absolutely. Think, oh, absolutely. I, think, I, I, think I mean, Nortel did great here, right? It did in it, its heyday. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think Ottawa hurt Nortel. <laughs> I think Nortel hurt Nortel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the center block of Parliament was evacuated Tuesday morning following reports of smoke in the building. The situation was de deemed a false alarm. Uh, and apparently Justin Trudeau just laid out too many sick burns during question period. <laughs> Keegan has never listened to question period or watched. I watch it on mute sometimes. Okay. Oh, that helps. That's yeah. good. <laughs> and finally, former CTV anchor Carol Ann Meehan announced this week that she is leaving her solo radio show. The award-winning journalist stated that the pace and effort required for the solo show was simply too much for her. Consequently, we're excited to announce that she'll be joining the Ottawa news team. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a replacement for Keegan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not so, really. And that is the news this <laughs> week. Right. Uh, well, speak. I'm speaking, doing like a flick every time. Yeah, I, I don't know why. If, you, you don't need it, to do that. It pick I up guess. on audio? No. You're just kind of doing it. But speaking of Ottawa, uh, you're relatively new to the city. How long have you been here now? I moved here at the end of it. Well, May. I moved here in May. And and you moved here from Fredericton to here? Yes. I had been living in Fredericton for eight months since London and then came right here. And, and why Ottawa? My boyfriend works for Shopify. Aww. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, we relocated here uh, because he was hired there and... I was kind of floating around because I, you know, I'm pretty mobile so long as I, yes, yeah. you know, can, can move all my inventory. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I relocated here with them. Not bad. And have you been able to leverage any of Shopify services? Do you, do you Actually, use yes. Yeah? I have an interesting story. I was invited <laughs> to Shopify on Canada Day okay. to meet Prince Charles uh, the Prince Charles. The Prince Charles. Okay. Uh, Not just some guy like in an alley yeah, who calls himself. And I even got a handshake. <laughs> you got a handshake from I Prince Charles. I got a Charles. handshake, yeah. Why? Uh, why? How, how did you get to meet him? Well, I'm a woman in business. There's yes, not a lot of us. Uh, so <laughs> okay, yeah. they wanted to promote uh, women in business using Shopify, essentially. Oh, cool. And knowing I was, you know, based in Ottawa, uh, 
they uh, invited me in and uh, I got to showcase all my products. Prince Charles asked me if I made custom suits. Custom suits? He, custom suits. He, he wanted a suit? I think he was thinking for his wife. But That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That was, that was a cool experience. Absolutely. Um, and then I was invited to a woman entrepreneurship event and I got to see Charles. Wait, no. Not Charles Branson. Oh, that's, that's his name. Richard Branson. I got to hear Richard. Richard Branson speak, which was super cool. Wow. Really? Eh? What, yeah. what, what, what was that? What was that like? What was the, you know, what's he like, I suppose? Um, he's like a, just the classic jokester, like Brit, like just sure. has, yeah. yeah, just sense of humor times a million. Um, it was, it was good though. He was really like lighthearted and fun and, you know, just there, there to kind of lighten the mood and sure. create good conversation. That's great. Yeah. And awesome. And, and how did he compare to Prince Charles? Uh, Prince Charles was <laughs> much more composed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he would be. Eh? <laughs> kind of has his handshake. Like how would you describe his handshake? Like a, it was, like, it was soft and it was, it was, mm, wasn't too aggressive. Yeah, yeah, um, there's British. protocol. Like you, you can't reach out for a handshake first. Like if he oh, initiates wow. it, then you can accept it. Oh, but yeah, wow. there's, there's lots of protocol. Lots of protocol. Yeah. So were you like prepped? Yeah. For I visit? was prepped. Yeah. Oh, cool. By, yeah. Really? Um, it was the Royal like staff Whoa. that, um, gave us a breakdown of just some, some stuff you shouldn't do, right? Like yeah. take a selfie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, certain things like on the handshake, never knew that. Oh, so yeah. Oh, I guess it's good to have. And I curtsied. I totally curtsied. Oh, yes. I get that question a lot. Did you curtsy? I did. <laughs> did they say anything about curtsying, or did yeah, it just like a reflex? I mean, like it's it's kind of like you need to do something for the royal one. Mm, like, walk we can't in, tell but, you to curtsy. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's highly encouraged. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so. On, you know, in, 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 in terms of all the famous people that you've met, where does Prince Charles sit? Uh, Is he top five? Is he top 10? No, I feel like he's definitely like probably number one. He's number one. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like, it was a really cool moment for me because I was able to tell him like, Hey, I launched my business when I was living in London. Like, yeah, I guess I had this like automatic connection right there and then and there and then like, Hey, like, you know, I... I was in your hometown. <laughs> All right. And and if, if he happens to be watching this right now, what would you say to Prince Charles? I will make your wife a custom suit. There it is. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, now that you, uh, so after settling in Ottawa, what are your first impressions or, or what are your impressions, you know, uh, five months in? Uh, it's a big city with a small town feel for sure. Yeah, I eh? think that I... I've been transitioning into living here very well because I went from such an extremes on like both ends where Fredericton is so small, like population 60,000, like, you know, there's one small downtown area, whereas here there's like 10 downtowns, like there's so many of them. Um, But then it's also not like London. London is so big that there's no site where it ends. Right. Yes. Like I it guess just so. Just goes on forever. Absolutely. There is 100 downtowns there. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, seeing and living in both extremes, Ottawa feels like a perfect happy medium. And I'm a big, big fan of the restaurant scene here. Okay. 
Yeah. Any highlights? What, what what are some that you would recommend to, to Pure friends? Kitchen. Pure, Pure Kitchen. Pure Kitchen. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I fell in love when I saw one of their employees wearing a shirt that said, every day I'm Brusselin. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite vegetable is Brussels sprouts. Actually. Okay. I know it's like really unusual. People don't you usually like hear those. That. But no. I love Brussels sprouts and she was wearing that shirt and I legitimately asked her if I could buy it. And? They don't sell them. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so here's what you do. You get a side job yes. at Pure Kitchen. <laughs> I've considered this. <laughs> Just for the shirt. <laughs> I, have, I have. That's great. Okay. Uh, any other uh, restaurant highlights or are you still exploring or? Uh, uh, there's a really, really good Mexican one that you guys are probably know the name of. It's like below. El Camino. Yes. Yeah, El Camino. Absolutely. The best street corn. Absolutely. So oh, yes. Good. Yeah, absolutely. I like went to town on that street okay. corn. Like yeah, yeah. I'm the embarrassing person that like just full blown like lawn mowers it. <laughs> Every last piece. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So uh, outside of restaurants, how about some, uh, how does the, uh, well, how, uh, how does the green space compare to sort of what you're used to and stuff? Uh, that's one thing people I keep find saying. Ottawa pretty. Like I find it very sure. pretty, but just, you know, the center town area and the really tall trees and the brick buildings. Like I really like that look. It's yep. Fredericton, but it's also London. So I kind of get both once again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Green space. Good question. I don't spend a lot of time outside. Just, just curious. That's all right. That's all right. So I haven't even been to Gatineau Park. So oh yikes! So you I need know. to check that out. I first need to well. get there. Absolutely, you do. So we, we often ask questions about you know what do you like about the city, and I'm going to ask a question: What threw you off? Did anything throw you off since you've been here? Either a person or a place you went yeah, to. Name a specific <laughs> person. Yeah. You don't like. Give me a give me a person. No, I, give me something. Did anything throw you off since you've been here, or has it all been rainbows? Uh, no, no I think there's, a, I guess the one thing that threw me off when I got here is that I've been so oblivious all my life to like crime, I guess. Okay. Mm. And I didn't realize that there is actually crime that exists in Ottawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a real thing. It absolutely is. Um, yeah. So that was kind of like an eye opener for me. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so oblivious. Like there are scary things that might happen sure. just like any bigger city. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it, just yeah it was just like a moment that it had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I get it. No, that's, what, that's fair. What was London like uh, in terms of crime? Like, did it yeah, feel safer than Ottawa? Less safe? On the day-to-day -day basis, like walking down a street, I never felt unsafe. Yeah. Uh, there was a shooting and a stabbing that occurred like within blocks of my flat when mm -hmm. living there, but right. I never felt like unsafe yeah. uh, in, I guess, the moment like walking down a street. Now, that's not to say that I did worry though about terror attacks like whenever right. i'd be in a really large oh, yeah. space like um liverpool street station i would be there often and i can't like i couldn't help every time think like oh what if you know and yeah, i never yeah. had those mm -hmm. thoughts ever before then mm -hmm. uh, but i was also there during a time when the, the whole thing yeah, just started yeah, going so yeah yeah what was that like it was really scary just knowing especially like if i wanted to travel outside of London even because London's been generally pretty safe. They've really had it locked down there sure. for a while. Okay. Uh, but there was other pockets of Europe that were kind of having attacks and it, the thought was, well, what if it happens when we're traveling or what if it happens here? So mm, yeah. I don't know. It's no way of really knowing, I guess that's the yeah, yeah. unfortunate part, but yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, bringing it back to, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, now that we sort of touched on, we, we always make a point to try to touch around things on Ottawa. I think we've noticed sometimes we just sort of like get into a conversation and we're like, Oh, so people <laughs> might want to hear about <laughs> Ottawa, but, but just about being, uh, an, an entrepreneur, um, 
like you, you talked about your path and specifically in, 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 in the field or, or in, in the realm of, of swimwear. Um, generally, you know, whether it's in Ottawa or, or out East or anywhere, like what advice would you give to, to somebody who wanted to start out a business? Uh, and, and I know that's really broad, but, uh, you know, I mean, you touched on project planning or you touched or business planning, you touched on, uh, you know, you know, ma- making certain connections or networks. So, so can you sort of give your advice as somebody I would, I consider as a successful entrepreneur, could you give sort of, yeah, just brief, brief points. Um, well, the first thing is it's okay to like not know what you're doing. Sure. I get up every day and I'm like, what am I doing? Right. You know, yeah, I guess. <laughs> those moments are real and they're okay to have. Okay. Uh, the second thing is like mistakes are going to happen. Like they'll happen at some point, even if you think you're on a good streak and you're all safe, you're going to have a really, really angry customer at some point. Uh, I think the important part is just to provide like the best customer service that you can provide, like Mm -hmm. act as if they're you and like, you know, you're upset. What would you do? Like, I think that you need to really get to the bottom of what is upsetting them because they could be upset that their package didn't arrive on time, but like, what is the real issue? Yeah. Why, you know, why they're upset, get to the bottom of that and then try and make it better for them. Okay. Um, third thing is like, ask a lot of questions to everyone. Okay. I had no idea that like all the like laws around like the, even the hang tags I had to put on my swimsuits and like what I had to disclose, oh, like yeah. what information and, and all that stuff. Like it, and I never really had anybody ask those questions too, but going back, like I should have just found as many people as possible and just asked all these questions too. Yeah. So I think there's no shame in asking all that. And I think people should, should go for it and ask the questions as many questions as possible. Okay. And, and, you know, asking questions, whether it's just, you know, you know, uh, experts in certain fields or people who've had successful businesses, you, do you find even today, if you do reach out to people, do you find people are sort of receptive and giving advice or do you find that people are sort of cutthroat? Uh, everyone's been pretty open with me. Um, I haven't really necessarily reached out to anybody who's like a direct competitor per se. I suppose not. Um, but, uh, People have been, people have been pretty open, I guess. One thing I will add to advice is keep emailing people. Even if you don't get any responses, Yeah. keep emailing. I had a really, really big like thing happen to me this summer. Um, that was like a huge eye opener for me of like, keep going. Even when you think like you're not getting any responses, you're not getting any movement, you know, like it could end up being way better than you, than you think. So send those emails okay yeah that makes sense (laughs) and and you know looking back did you imagine that it would be as much work as it is because you know i I imagine a lot of people go into it expecting a lot of work but you know were you right on were you uh well when i started it i was working full-time already so i I was like essentially working two full-time jobs in the beginning i thought it was going to be better when i moved back to canada and just took on norris when we're full-time it actually got worse. Like I ended up like oh, wow. almost overdoing it though. Like I needed to kind of take a step back and be like, Hey, you need to have some social life or you're just going to go, you know, a little bit crazy. Right. So it's now at the place that I'm at now, I'm not surprised by necessarily the amount of work. I'm surprised by the amount of like pressure and things that like you have to do. Like you have, you like accounting. Yes. <laughs> some oh, people yeah. don't like accounting. I, for example, <laughs> don't like accounting. <laughs> I have to still do all of these things, you know? So it's like, 
you just got to suck it up. Right. Because you want to cut your overhead costs as much as possible. So you're doing a lot know, yourself. There's I like imagine. this balance of like, keep as much money, but then I want to like <laughs> be able to go watch my TV show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, well, I guess all, all three of us have gone to different. Um, so there, there's, there's a relatively strong startup community here in Ottawa. Yeah. Yes. I felt that. Yeah. And, I, and I love that actually about being in Ottawa, which is great. And it, it, it seems every time we've gone to an event or a network, you know, a networking session or, or otherwise, you know, it, it seems like a really supportive group, which is awesome. But the one common theme, at least I've noticed in, in, in those areas is that people don't really have a line between their life and their work. And, you know, that was, that was a thing that some people even took as, as sort of a point of pride was, mm. you know, it doesn't matter if it's a nine to five or not, you know, we're, we're constantly checking our, our, our emails or phones or, or Twitters or, 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 or whatever, just because we're, we're constantly like we're, we're leaving our brand and our, you know, and, and that's just kind of how it works. Do you find that that's kind of what, what things are like, or do you have a, do, do you have uh, any, even advice in terms of how to sort of separate your, your, your life or, and work, or do you, do you combine it all? Like what, how, what's your take on it? It's a bit complicated in my situation because my brand, I hate saying that I have a yeah, brand, yes. but me myself <laughs> has a big impact on the company. I mean, I started it based off of like my name and, and the people that I knew and things like right. that. And it still remained quite a big part of the brand. So yeah. I have to always work on improving myself and yeah. doing things for me because it's a direct reflection of the brand and vice versa. Good point. So with that being said, it also can be really dangerous because I can get so wrapped up and consumed in like social media and like making sure my photo gets this many likes and that I'm still climbing and getting followers and all that stuff. And I sometimes forget to just be like in the moment and right. take a break. I've considered deleting all forms of social media many times. <laughs> I've been there, yeah. um, but I'm slowly getting back to a place that is like just a healthier relationship with social media and like, knowing that I can't control so many parts of it. Absolutely. Um, and I really try and take my weekends. My, my parents basically were like, you have to start having weekends. Like yeah. you, you can't keep doing this. Absolutely. And it took until I got to basically burning out to realize that I needed to take those weekends. So I, I do now. <laughs> good, good news, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are running up on time, but I want to ask uh, why Nora swimwear? Uh, it's not that cool of an answer. I named one of my very first designs, Nora. Okay. And coincidentally, it ended up being my most popular suit. It went like viral and that's what kind of blew up Nora somewhere in the beginning. Um, yeah. it, it ended up being called Luna. Oh. Uh, but I named it Nora in the beginning and it just really stuck with me. And I was like, man, I really, really like this swimsuit. Like, is it the name though? Or is it the swimsuit? Because a lot of part of the design process is like, I'll name certain things based on like the aesthetic or the vibe that it gives off or vice versa. Right. Um, so I looked up what Nora meant and it means light and honor. Okay. And it just like clicked. I never thought twice after that, that it was going to be called Nora somewhere. Like from that moment, I was like, it's Nora somewhere. Like Wait, I just so. knew that it was going to embody all the things that I wanted it to with being it, light and honor. That's interesting. So, but you came up with the name Nora before you came up with the definition. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Just, just sort of 
front of mind and you sort of did it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I get called Nora like all the time now. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I need to change my it. name <laughs> to Nora, I think, because I get addressed all the time. Dear like, Nora. Dear Nora. Hi, Nora. Good morning, Nora. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Um, and Keegan's looking at your website right now. Yeah. Because I'm curious now. It must be torture, yeah. like people listening about all these swimsuits and then like not knowing, you know, being able to to put it together. But they're really, really uh, neat. I don't know what I'm expecting, but they're very unique. And it's, uh, I, I don't know if we touched on like that you don't have like a design background, which is crazy to me. Like, did you do yeah. art or anything like when you were Yeah, young? I mean, art was always like my, my top subject in, okay. in school. Like yeah, I, yeah. I always kind of excelled in art, but... I never have been trained technically mm-hmm. for design. And, <clears throat> but what I did while I was in my undergrad is I did internships in fashion. I oh, knew I, I wanted to pursue something within that realm. Right. Oh, so I spent a summer in Montreal interning for a really high end designer there. I got to see a collection from like be made from start to finish. Yeah. And that was like the biggest eye opening experience for me. Oh, and then nice. I interned for a startup fashion brand and just try to gain and soak up as much as I could by the time I graduated. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, yeah, with that, there's the, uh, there's everything we had to ask you. So we're going to give you a chance to promote anything you want to promote. So probably you, know, the website and, and anything else you want to promote. So go ahead. Well, I have my new SS 18 line coming out next year. That's spring, summer, 2018. Uh, it is launching in January next year. Uh, it's going to be, so awesome <laughs> and super 70s vibes and i'll be there matching with my 70s fringe nice yeah and uh yeah i'm just really excited for, for it to come out we've already had so much positive feedback and people are just dying for it to come out so i'm excited to give the people what they want awesome and the website is uh it's www.noraswimwear.com and yep. noraswimwear.ca Okay, both. I do have both, yes, because I have a lot of international customers. So they Smart. come into the dot com and my Canadian customers go into the dot mm-hmm. CA. Makes sense. And and where can uh, people find the, the swimwear? All, only on the site or in their certain stores as well? They're sold primarily online, but okay. I am carried in Fredericton, St. John, Halifax and here in Ottawa. It's a little bit of a pause here in Ottawa because the woman that um, had the store was it was doing it as like a summer long pop up. Nice. And she's opening a permanent store in the next month. And so you'll be able to find Nora somewhere there. Okay. What's the store? Well, it's called Sona Clothing. Okay. um, But her new store is called Tallow. Okay. I don't want to quote that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) But check out Sona Clothing. You'll be able to find it from there. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, And your... Should, should we plug social media or do you want to avoid that? <laughs> yeah, no, let's, I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. It's uh, at Nora Swim. And my personal channel is at Ash Lim. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Rob, where can the listeners find us? Listeners can head to ottawapodcast.com. We do not have the .ca because that is too rich for my blood pain. I'm not going to pay $17 a year times two. Much of Keegan's dismay. (laughs) Uh, You can find us on Facebook. If you're watching through Facebook Live, you you already uh, know where we are. You can find us on Twitter at ottawapodcast. And uh, subscribe in your podcast player of choice to search for Ottawa. Okay. Keegan, um, do you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, please help me settle a dispute. I think you should be able to say book and monograph interchangeably, but some of my colleagues say they're two completely different things. So tweet at us, 
or message us on one of uh, the things that Rob just said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and tell us if you think book and monogram are... Monograph. Oh, shit. Monograph. <laughs> <laughs> I just tweeted us. Tweet anything. I don't even know why I ask anymore, yeah, I but that's uh, fine. <laughs> uh, Ashley, you have the... Uh, you can end the show with just saying auto what? Auto what? Oh, nice. With the accent and all. <laughs> a tribute awesome. to London. I love it. We'll cut it right there. Uh, that's awesome. That was very informative. <laughs> Which is a. Uh-